Hey there, we are going to talk about being a basic boundary bitch today. Welcome to the Me First podcast, the podcast for serial self-sacrificers and self-declared people pleasers who are sick of working so damn hard for love and acceptance and are ready to create a life of peace, love, joy, and ease from within. Welcome back. I'm so sorry that I didn't put out an episode last week. I literally spaced it. We have a hundred things going on and um, we had three showings on Thursday evening last week and I generally record the night before because I procrastinate and that's what I'm good at. And I just totally spaced it after the stress of cleaning up after everyone and trying to keep it clean for the three showings and whatever. So I apologize and thank you for joining me today. <laughs> um, I I want to talk about boundaries. Boundaries are actually what catapulted me into healing. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I bought, when I was trying to stop being so anxious, so stressed out, and so triggered by the people around me, I bought a book called Boundaries. And I bought it specifically in that season of my life because it was biblically based. And I felt like I couldn't have boundaries and serve God. That was the logic in my head. And I thought, well, if this book is based from the Bible, which I don't even go by the Bible anymore because we know, I thought that was actually written by man and skewed for power and whatnot. But at that, in that season of my life, I was like, well, if this book is based on the Bible, it has to be okay. It has to be okay to have boundaries. So I read through this book um, and it was like this huge permission slip for me to be able to say no, to see someone else's behavior as not okay and not just keep bending over backwards and saying yes to everything that came across my lap and trying to appease everyone all the time. Like it was okay not to do that. And it was crazy because some of the examples in the book were so spot on to the relationships in my life. So I was able to apply the examples that they gave so directly. And I was able to do it without feeling guilty because boundaries are not a punishment for anybody else. Boundaries are your emotional, physical, mental limits. And for me, when I get pushed past those boundaries, and before I knew what a boundary was, when I would get past those limits, that's when the resentment would build. And so being able to see my boundaries for being boundaries and then being able to start to communicate those without guilt opened up this whole new world. And it coincided exactly when we moved to Austin. I literally read that book 
in the summer in between leaving Hilton Head and getting to Austin. And it was insane because of Beth's school. So she was going into second grade. And when she was in school in Hilton Head, I always felt so much pressure to like be the class parent, bring stuff to all the parties, like show up all the time which is wonderful. Like that's a wonderful thing if that's what you're capable of. But, but doing that for me would send me into, um, exhaustion. I am an introvert. And at the time I didn't have boundaries, obviously, and I couldn't say no. So I would agree to all these things while I was running my business, while I had two other kids to take care of. And, And it would send me into these anxious rampages of, I'm never going to get it all done. Why did I agree to this? I'm such an idiot. This is depleting me. This is exhausting me. I'm burning out. And I would go into these cycles, like from bringing cupcakes into the school for a party. And I know that sounds extremely simple, but because I agreed to it and it was past what I had the capacity for. And so it would send me over the edge. And then coming to Austin, I was sure not to sign up as the class parent, even when they were asking, you know, emailing, like, we need a class parent, no one's signing up, please do it. I was like, I know that's not for me. And I mean, I've heard people talk about this in human design as well. Like when you sign up for something that feels forced or doesn't feel natural and feels forced and feels like you're pushing something, you're taking the place of someone who is literally supposed to be doing that. And that's why like staying in your own lane is so important because it serves the collective. So your boundaries, your physical, mental, emotional limits are there for a reason. They're not there to make you feel guilty. They're not there to like make you feel like you're not as good as everyone else because you can't handle stuff. They're there to tell you what you have the capacity for and when to say no and when to tell your loved ones what you can't handle, what, what you, how you need to communicate, what is hurting you, what you need to restore your energy and feel loved and be able to give generously um, without resentment. So when I became a super basic boundary bitch, because I feel like bound, the word boundary is so overused and it annoys me. And it's almost why I didn't want to do this episode because I feel like everyone talks about them, like have boundaries, whatever. But as a person in codependency, if I had not read that book, it would have been extremely difficult to start actually practicing boundaries. So here is what I want you to know about having boundaries. Boundaries are not requests. Boundaries are not telling other people how to behave. Boundaries are not punishment for family who you feel or friends who you feel have treated you poorly. Those are, that's not the purpose of having boundaries. The purpose of having boundaries is so that you can clearly say in your life where your limits are, 
what you can handle emotionally, what you can handle mentally, what you can handle physically, and place those boundaries there for you, not for anyone else, for you to keep functioning as the human being that you were meant to be. So when you place a boundary, when you feel that you need to communicate a boundary because it's a an a repeated problem in your life, uh, let me give an example. I'm going to give an example with my kids because I feel like a lot of parents don't think that they can actually place boundaries with their kids, okay? So I have a few days a month where I am so exhausted and in pain that I can't really do that much in the house. And my kids now know this, but there was a time in my life where I would just push through those days instead of letting my body rest and letting myself um, have the silence and the solitude that I really actually needed in those days. I would push through. I would be really snappy with my entire family, my husband and my kids. I would be exhausted And I would have these incredibly deep depressive episodes every point in my cycle because instead of resting when my body told me to rest, i.e. physical limits, physical boundaries, I pushed through and then I would, you know, resent. I would resent my kids for needing stuff. I would resent my husband for not helping me, you know, all the stuff that happens on a daily basis to most of us, right? But this was a repetitive problem. So one, um, one of those months, my husband was away traveling and I was like, great. Like now I'm going to really suffer through this cycle, through these few days, because I don't have help from my husband and I have all four kids by myself and I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be really irritable. I'm going to not be feeling good. I'm going to be in pain. I probably won't even sleep well. This is terrible. And my oldest at the time was nine, maybe 10. And I was like, you know what? I am not feeling well. I need to rest today. So I'm going to have you guys watch a movie. And then when we go to bed, we can all like go to bed together. But I need you guys to like, let me have an hour, maybe two hours by myself I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to rest and you guys watch a movie. And if you need help with the baby who was two, if you need help with the baby, let me know. I'll be down to make you guys dinner, but I need these two hours. When I tell you that they heard me, that they knew that I needed that rest and that they checked on me. They brought me water. They asked me if they, uh, if, if I wanted them to make dinner for everyone, which they ended up doing. They made, I think they made everyone mac and cheese or something, which is not, that's not the best dinner for the kids. Right. But it also helped me not go down a deep, dark, depressive episode for days afterwards where I'm not the best. I'm not showing up the best for them. I'm not showing up the best for me. I'm not showing up the best for my husband because I ignored my limits and didn't place a boundary. 
So because I placed that boundary, my kids watched a movie, they made dinner. We all like went to bed peacefully that night and like, that's okay. That's okay to do. You can place boundaries with your kids because you know what that does? That teaches your kids that it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to say no. It's okay to listen to your body. It's okay to listen to your instincts and say no when you want to and express to others how you're feeling and let people know that you need a break. Like that's all okay because I certainly wouldn't want my daughters growing up thinking that they never got to listen to their body when it says rest. I don't I don't want to set that example for them. So it is okay to set boundaries with your children. My children now know that if I am getting my period, that I'm going to need a day where they're not super crazy. And I, for sure, I felt guilty that first time. But seeing how that one and a half days of rest allowed me to move through that, that point in my cycle so much faster And that's the case for everything, right? Like when we have boundaries, when we have limits that are being crossed and we just try to ignore it um, or push it down or resist it, it's going to make it so much harder in the end. Like let's say you have a family member who keeps giving your kids sugar when you don't want them to eat sugar right? And you keep biting your lip. You keep just being annoyed by it. You keep getting angrier and angrier and resentment is building each instance that this happens, right? And you ignore your instincts to say, please don't give them sugar. And you just let it keep happening. And then all of a sudden you scream and you're like, why are you giving them sugar? I I don't want them to have sugar. And your family member looks at you and is like, Oh, like I, I I'm so sorry I never would have given them that if you had said something because a lot of times I definitely assumed that other people would just know what I wanted, what I needed, what how I wanted my kids to be treated. I just assumed And that's so unfair because the people who love you the most, the people who cherish the relationships they have with you, they want to know your boundaries because they want to know how to support you, how to love you, how to have compassion for you in the best way for you. So not sharing your boundaries is actually pretty cruel because you're setting up everyone in your life for failure. Because as mu- as clear and as obvious as your limits and boundaries might seem to you, they are not. They are not obvious to anyone else in your life. I promise you that. So boundaries are a kindness. They're a kindness that you give to the people around you. Because you don't set boundaries by saying, you know, if you do this, if you keep giving my kids sugar, you're not going to be allowed to see them anymore. That's that's not setting a boundary. Setting a boundary is saying I would I don't want my kids to have sugar. So I would appreciate if no one gave them sugar. And if that's something that you really want to do, 
then we're going to have to set like a more strict boundary with maybe your time alone with them or whatever, like be more clear with what they're allowed to eat, whatnot. But it's, it's not a pun. You're not punishing anyone. And if, and if you're angry and resentful about previous boundaries that you didn't communicate. And so you have some, some stuff built up there. That's something that you need to work through before you're able to communicate the boundary the way it should be communicated. And then if you have people who don't respect your boundaries, um, some people will feel triggered by your boundaries. In that case, that's a, you, it's like, it becomes so clear the way that people react to your boundaries. It becomes so clear who is, who is in your life for you and who shouldn't be or who should have limited access or maybe we don't call them every day anymore because they don't seem to want to know why they're or how they're hurting you because you could have a family member who calls you every day and never asks you how you are and they go on some rant about what their sister-in-law did or what their mother-in-law did or what their uh husband did or what their kids did and they could they could go on that rant every day and then when you say listen I really want to be there for you. I really, really do. But when you vent on me every day, it really affects my mood and disposition for the rest of the day. So I'm happy to listen for 10 minutes a week and let you get it all out. But the rest of our conversations, I would appreciate if we kept it more high vibe or we tried to look at how to fix things as opposed to just going through problems or we maybe tried to have a more empathetic view because it's it's hurting my heart and if that person then snaps at you and says that you're inconsiderate and you're you don't care and all this stuff and it's like okay like i'm happy to again i'm happy to listen to you talk if you're going to try and guilt me then i can't I can't participate in the conversation. It's not that I don't want to have a conversation with you because I love you, but I I can't sit here and have you try to guilt me for not wanting to be brought down into a low vibration every afternoon when you call. I love you and I want you to get better. And I don't think that me listening to you vent is helping anything because you're always venting um, about similar problems. Like it's... It's never, it's never meant to be a punishment, right? So I'm wondering if you guys want to be basic boundary bitches too, because in the end, it's kind of awesome. And <laughs> um, it, it also falls back into worth, your self-worth as well, because when you don't have boundaries, you're saying that you don't acknowledge your worth. Because if you're worried about hurting someone else to respect your boundaries, you're saying that their worth is is higher than yours. And again, that's absolutely not true. The most wealthy person in the world has the same worth as the poorest person in the world. 
the ugliest person in the world, like mean and internally ugly, has the same worth as the most beautiful, caring, loving Mother Teresa person in the world. So everyone is worthy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just whether you're going to push that worth away or you're going to actually acknowledge it and live your worth and living your worth is setting boundaries, respecting yourself and having the respect for the people around you to communicate those boundaries. I hope this helped. I would love you to DM me on Instagram to tell me how you're setting new boundaries in your life, because that is the most beautiful thing that I could possibly hear. I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome weekend and I will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.